India Charts the truth about the markets India Charts publishes Nifty Daily daily video updates the weekly Elliott Wave outlook and the long shot report covering all asset classes Hi everyone this is Rohit Srivastava speaking on the 21st of May 2022 and the markets closed positive for the week after almost 5 6 weeks of declines what does it mean are we ready for a bounce or it's just just another dead cat bounce now looking at the structure across sectors across stocks there's a lot of variation in the short term wave structure momentum readings that can actually create some confusion and the reason for that is that the topping out process just like the entire rally of the last 2 years has seen a lot of rotation different sectors have peaked out at different points of time different stocks have peaked out at different points of time and are at different stages of their uh, corrective processes so therefore what do we really do what we then need to do is take a very close look at the daily index setup and then decide what might be the best alternate outcome uh, it also forces us to stay open to different alternates that can happen because of these variations and therefore calls for some very hated risk management uh but that said my sense is it might still be a dead cat bounce uh we are in a very very weak market uh there are some positive data points from the earnings results but a lot of them are just a carry forward of what we've seen over the last couple of quarters and have to do with also the inflation prints that have been happening which have had somewhat of a positive rub off on some of the sectors but a lot of that will fade uh once we move in the direction we are really moving which is uh towards higher interest rates uh, which will raise the cost of borrowing for many of the products that people buy either through loans or on emis uh, especially high value products things like cars real estate and on the other side uh, you're also getting a weakening currency something that was not happening earlier because the rbi was intervening on a consistent basis and so the weaker rupee uh, which even overnight uh, has slipped close to a new uh, all time high just one or two paisa we i think at 77.88 if it crosses 77.89 will be at a new high and probably headed to much higher levels like uh, i can easily imagine uh, 88 89 maybe in this move i can imagine maybe then if it does that then why not above 80 in the subsequent weeks and so uh, with that change in sentiment and there will be sort of an adjustment to what has already happened in so many other emerging market currencies against the dollar because uh, many of the other pairs started to weaken i think from mid of april which was one of the reasons for me to actually back off from my earlier bullish view uh, in uh, you know mid of april we got we saw the setup in the it index when it peaked and started to roll over from a 61% retracement into wave c down that was the first bearish call that we really gave on a particular sector and then uh, a week later i saw the metal index topping out and that was my final signal because uh, as of all of you know that's been one sector that i've been steadfastly bullish and was also a reason to hang on to the overall view that you know you still had strength in the metals and the reflation trade even though the dollar had been rising all of last year but finally as we got a peak in the metal sector i think it was the last signal that prices are rolling over and we might be getting to a point where you get a far more broad based decline in markets which is what i think you're witnessing now over the last couple of weeks so now as we enter this bear phase uh, there are going to be bounce back rallies sometimes some are shorter some are smaller some are steep but the overall trend might remain down for several months to come is what i'm beginning to sense over here which is why i'm already calling it a bear market and people contest that saying it has not fallen much 
but we can't predict what is the likely outcome what's the whole point after all we did turn right after the pandemic within a month first thing i thought in april of 2020 is we might get a b wave b waves mean a 50 60% retracement and by my may 2020 a month later it was clearer to me that we were getting the reflation trade because of the falling dollar as all commodity prices had bottomed and uh, that trade really worked out for more than a year almost 18 months i think we had a strong market uh, and that's how you make a forecast you can't wait for something to move up 20 30 50% before you call it a bull market or for it to crash 20% as the definition for bear markets is and so a lot of people were looking last night for the S&P to close down 20% from the peak it did that intraday didn't give you an actual close and so people still back off from calling it a bear market but looking at the structure of the Nasdaq more than the S&P i do get a feeling that we are already in a bear market uh, and very much similar to the pattern it showed in Y2K few differences of course everything is never 100% looking the same but a lot of similarities are there what you would want to see as a final cut off uh, because of those dissimilarities is uh, the breaking of the monthly bands and averages that is where we are right now on the nasdaq so that's either a support or a breakdown point and once we break that down we will have broken it for the first time in how many years is that since 2009 that's like 13 years and uh, for the first time in 13 years if we break the monthly bands and averages then it definitely confirms uh, that we have a reversal we've already broken the rising channel the 10 year rising channel uh, the bands and averages would be an additional confirmation we've broken the channel in terms of the top end not the bottom end so we've fallen back below the top end and so that's the first sign of failure of a sporadic rally that we saw from the lows of 2020 uh, the next thing we want to see is a break of the ranges and then all of that would uh, confirm that we are already in a bear market for the us indices i'm presuming you are the way economic data is really slowing down there it's still not slowing that much in india uh, india will see a lag defect we of course are macro stronger as some people will like to argue but uh, that macro stronger can get hit by global forces especially given that we are in a globalized world we look at global not just global funds but uh, you know a lot of uh, factors uh, you know especially economic factors move in tandem just like interest rates and inflation and even the dollar so when all of that moves say for example you get a much higher usd inr uh, in an environment where inflation is already high it's going to force inflation to remain persistent for a while because even if you you know tighten rates and the currency is weakening and you have uh, high prices trying to cool off but the weaker currency moves up the imported cost of goods uh, you still have you know pressure on inflation so uh, that inflation pressure is going to stay around for a while economic data suggests uh, based on what i just saw or read is that it may dip a bit in june and then pick up again later on so we'll be watching that closely but i do think the earnings growth rate that we've seen in india would slow down a bit and all of this sounds very very opposite to what i was saying after the budget thinking that you know the capex cycle has to kick in the government is spending more this year gdp growth is still strong so earnings growth will not flatten out and inflation will help the market but on the other hand that that was also supported by a uh, rbi which was supportive of growth not raising rates not attacking inflation aggressively and a currency that was appearing to be strong so some factors have moved uh, and i think uh, a lot of them have to do uh, with global trends so it's really what we are fretting right now is not the domestic environment but the impact of the global environment on on the domestic economy and growth itself or sentiment in general and so that can sometimes even you know make uh, things which are looking good look poorer and especially bring down valuation so the problem is not that you don't have growth the problem is are you going to be 
de-rating valuations because moment you have higher interest rates the way you measure valuations completely changes and for me there was one of the metrics which i'm watching closely is actually the bond yields because after the big decline in yields i was not expecting it to go beyond the 61.8% mark so i was bullish on yields last year i thought we'll go to 7.25% but i didn't think that was much of an issue the fact is we've crossed 7.25% now we are closer to 7.5 which is also the falling trend line since 2018 and if we break beyond that in fact not 2018 i think it will be be much before that 2015 maybe when yield peaked the first time 2018 we did go back to 8.8.5% but didn't cross that uh, when also i was expecting yields to go higher and that trend line is the one that we are about to break out of if we go beyond 7.45 so above 7.45% if we close then we've broken out and that would indicate that we are headed towards maybe 7.7.5% before we head lower again and that period between there and 7, 8 1/2 i mean sorry from 7.5 to yeah 8 8.5% or 8.8% and that zone that move of yields higher is is essentially the risk that we really need to price in from an economic perspective here so i think that's one of the uh, one of the items that's going to play spoil sport the other is of course the currency weakening so these are going to be broad uh, factors that i'm going to be monitoring i think for the uh, next several months uh, for the bull bear case and as long as the uh, these trends are true i think the bear case is stronger and definitely keep an eye on us markets there will of course be short term divergences for example uh, at the top in january we saw the small cap index make a new 52 week high not confirmed by the nifty uh, similarly in april we saw that happen with the power metals energy indices and uh, not the nifty now recently we've seen the mid and small cap index break the march low at least intraday Uh, in fact the small cap may have even closed below it but the nifty or bank nifty did not so are these bullish intermarket divergences uh, till the trends don't break they can appear like that we have seen that happen also in global markets say between the us and the dax the dax recently has not been breaking to new lows uh, below the march low even though the us indices like the dow nasdaq and s&p have already done so on and so forth we are continuing to see Uh, such issues in fact across asia asia also many markets that had fallen earlier holding up a bit last week showing some strength and so uh, we start wondering about you know whether whether these signs of strength are indicating a short term bounce back or whether they are indicating uh, you know something else or it's just temporary uh, eventually the weakness uh, that is there in say us equities will translate to other markets and it might sometimes have to do with the short term pullback we've seen in the dollar over the last week Uh, now note the dollar broke out uh, beyond uh, the highs of 2017 and 2020 which uh, puts the trend line breakout point at 102.7 on my chart if you saw my recent interview with dale he was saying 102.3 and whatever that number is let's even say 102 broadly uh, you would not like the dxy to go below 102 once you've broken out you wanted to take support there on that line and head higher and as long as it's doing that then it's in 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 a deflationary mode it's in a risk off mode and uh, that would hurt uh, various asset markets or asset classes and of course it's signaling what the fed is really doing which is tightening in an environment of inflation uh, something that we've not had in previous tightening cycles i don't think when uh, the y2k bubble was in formation and the fed felt that it needed to tighten to you know slow down the overheating of the economy Uh, which was between 98 and 99 i don't think we had high rates of inflation so the overheating was essentially because financial markets were going overboard but apart from that 
so they were able to really start raising and normalizing rates because they had cut it before and uh, they kept doing that till the point where markets broke but once the markets broke uh, the y2k bubble popped and you had a long stringent bear market and it took several rate cuts really before we could get uh, that out of that bear market you know so the fed started cutting rates they cut it several times five six times i don't know how many times before you finally saw a turnaround maybe eight times and then it turned around you got the housing bubble repeat and rinse 2006 they start raising rates again it pops again it rolls over uh, and then here you are in 2020 well was 2018-19 a rate hiking cycle well it was temporary and the fed backed off and this is the big uh, debate today the fed backed off on the last rate hiking cycle after the fears of what had happened in 2000 and 2008 is it going to back off now and so the big difference between the two previous events was this time you have inflation so inflation is not going to allow them to back off early and if they don't back off then they are already breaking the market and the economy as of now very similar to what they did in the last two events once they started a tightening or rate hiking cycle the market ended up in a recession and then they had to cut rates and stimulate all over again which is what they did in 2008-2009 so are we going to just see the whole same cycle repeat so far visually it looks like that a lot of people believe they'll not go through with it but the question is what else are they going to do because they didn't have inflation in the previous uh, uh, rounds you know in the previous events uh, but now they have inflation to deal with uh, 2018 they didn't have inflation to deal with it was easier for them to raise rates and then flip but this time will they be able to flip early enough to you know keep this from rolling over and once things roll over do they really reverse immediately as we've seen in both the previous events that once uh, things rolled over in terms of asset prices and then the economy it took several rate cuts and a lot of stimulus to actually turn it around multiple rounds of stimulus and if that is true in the last time it took billions by 2020 it took trillions what is it going to take next time and how many rounds before we actually get the turnaround so we are far from that story we're probably in the early early parts of the or the beginning of that move where things are beginning to roll over we still can't see rates going up uh, that is rates going down they're still going to go up for a while and uh, how is this all going to end uh, when is the fed going to switch uh, which looks difficult on an immediate basis and so i think you'd really want to watch what they do rather than be able to predict what they're going to do based on something that happened just once which is in 2018-19 and uh, that might not become your best benchmark uh, the best might be the previous two cycles that were complete cycles which is 2000 and 2008 and by those cycles i think we are far from done as far as the u.s bear market is concerned and so there will be some contagion rub off effects on other markets as well irrespective of how their macros have improved over time so uh, that's i think uh, in a nutshell the broad risk that i am facing in markets and that i'm trying to deal with that i'm writing about every day and communicating through my multiple messages on social media which you have been seeing including some of those hindi spoofs that people read the wrong way because they're essentially educational posts some of them talk about you know staying bullish in a bullish market and bearish in a bearish market but in a very twisted way as though it appears to be that I am attacking the bulls or the bears. I was bullish, I am bearish, I have been bullish and bearish both before many times in the past. And people who followed me from my early days at Sher Khan since when it, my views became more available to a larger audience, I think they are very well aware that I go both ways. But people more recently may, may find that amusing. So I very much turned. So if I have spoofed at the bulls in February, I have spoofed at the bears in April 
and it doesn't bother me because uh, this is what it is and bear markets are like that so bear markets do fall relentlessly they give you these short term bounces of hope like we have seen in the last few few days sometimes that hope doesn't last and it just gives up all over again and keeps falling and which is how we've actually seen stocks for example like the metal names in dalco nalco keep falling in oversold territory if you read oversold based on an rsi indicator and we saw the same thing happen with the it index where you know it fell a lot and then it bounced a bit and then fell and then bounced and then fell and it's still bouncing and falling since the last 10 15 20 days the same pattern repeating over and over again and so that's really the thing uh, it may not have happened so many times in nifty which is where then people say ah this is just you know this is just maybe it's arrogance for all you know but the main point there is always been educational because we are an educational firm uh, we try to inform and educate everyone on how they should deal with markets how markets behave historically and things you should be aware of when you're planning your trade management and if you pick up those you probably do much better if you're looking for uh, the perfect spoon feed then spoon feeding is not exactly been our business model so that's probably not going to happen every time something appears to be difficult we're only going to teach you how to deal with that difficulty using tools like moving averages the dow theory trend following elliot wave analysis combining it all together to an execution model and to manage risk or what i call position sizing and trade management so those are things that you should really think about learning uh bear markets are of course a little more difficult than bull markets because bull market pullbacks are like 4 5 days down day and then they quickly reverse to the upside and recapture the highs and so you can manage those 4 5 day down days look for an oversold condition and you'll come out of it bear market rallies well after the bounce they do sell off but the pain is that the bounces are much sharper uh 4 5 days yeah maybe but they end up being 50 60% retracements which is not what you see in a bull market bull market you may see of the last you know leg a deep retracement but of the overall rally rarely you know overall rallies barely you do 23% retracement and then it goes continues to go higher and that's exactly what you saw throughout 2020 and 21 a lot of people tried calling it bearish and got it wrong which is sort of what uh, what i was trying to engage on and see in my uh, february spoof so this is how uh, how it is and that tide has changed so if the tide has changed in bear markets uh, you get very powerful rallies but at the same time when you're falling you fall like nine pins you get a lot of you know whether you should call it dead cat bounces or you know bull traps or whatever it is uh, but uh, bounce backs that look uh, you know very powerful as though it's going to go on and then suddenly they give up and uh, there are new traps set and then when you complete a proper decline a structure uh, you do get sharp 50 60% retracements of the entire fall which again is a very very good trade uh, when you get it and which is why Uh, the market keeps you on your toes during bear markets much more harder uh, it appears easy once you get the initial structure the first uh, down leg and uh, bounce once you are able to uh, figure out and see then the rest of the legs should be a little more easier to call uh, but the first leg is a little more complicated because you are still figuring out the nature of the wave structure of that first wave which then gives you signs of how the whole uh, wave is really going to unfold so uh, that's how you deal with bear markets uh, so you have to be a little fleet footed because those rallies are hard they, are, they they may reverse but sometimes they take time to reverse you can remain at the top of that retracement level sometimes for only a few days sometimes for several weeks and then when you do that for several weeks it becomes one long wait for you to see the next leg down again so get used to it this is how it's going to be for several months now till we come in, come to the end of this bear phase and we're going to have to deal with that volatility whether we like it or not that's all from me for this weekend 
till next time thank you nothing in this podcast is investment advice views on financial markets are in good faith to expand your understanding of how markets work please consult a registered financial advisor for the same and yes please share this podcast with everyone you think can benefit from this knowledge